Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's the Rich Eisen Show basketball podcast here on a Wednesday. It's March 8th. We're winding down the NBA season. Joined by the guys, TJ, Adam. What's up, fellas? What's going on, guys? Everything good? What's up, boys? All is well. All is well. Yeah, all is well in your world. The Sixers are awesome. <laughs> They're playing great. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's some awesome. issues. Yeah, my team, not so much. Adam T, your team. Does, We're done. Is your team even still playing basketball? <laughs> I don't done. even watch. We're done. You're not even in the play-in anymore. Nope. This team's garbage. And we won't get a top five pick either. Don't get me started, please, Chris. Don't yeah, get me started. You haven't tanked good enough. That is the we whole haven't point tanked of this good podcast enough. is to get someone started. We yeah. are... We are at the point. But let the of, Adam know, Adam. What team? Let the people know what we team are, you're talking I about. I am a Chicago Bulls fan. If you guys don't know, massive Chicago Bulls fan. This team is in the middle of nowhere. Not bad enough to get a top three lottery go, pick. Go not good it. enough to even make the playoffs. This is a complete, absolute failure. Twenty nine and thirty six. Take away, just rebuild this whole team. Trade Demar Derozan. I like Demar Derozan, but you need to get rid of him. You need to get rid of Zach Levine if possible. Just pray that we get a superstar next year. Alonzo Ball, <laughs> this guy might never, never return. Play again. He might just be in Chino Hills the rest of his life, chilling wow. with LeVar. So, Adam, are you saying they should build the team around OG Pat Bev? Because that's what it sounds like <laughs> you're saying. By the way, all the Chicago Bulls social media feeds were asking like Patrick Beverly is Derrick Rose when he came back to the Bulls. They're like, Shy Town's son is finally coming back. Oh, he's here. It's the return of our favorite Wait, player. He's from Chicago. He's from yeah. Chicago. He went to Marshall High School, which was the same high school where Arthur Agee went in the movie Hoop Dreams, oh, which is just a wow. random fact. Cool. And my grandpa Lester Ziff, RIP, he played high school basketball there in the 30s. Shout out grandpa when it was all Lester. Jewish people. Uh, my my grandpa actually led them, I think, downstate. But um, but yeah, that's... What was the, he averaging, like eight a game? Back then? I'd say like t- 10 and 7. Maybe. Pat Bev wear your, wear your grandpa's number? Because that would be incredible. It is pretty crazy that Pat Bev and, and my grandpa Lester Ziff went to the same high school together. That's amazing. <laughs> But the Bulls, all the Bulls, all the Bulls uh, people were acting like he's like going to save the team. It's like, no, he's a good role player. And if you're lucky, player. you'll get a celebration from him when you make the playoffs like he did with Minnesota. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm done with this team. Wow. I'm just done. I can't do it. Yeah. I, mean, like, I can't blame you. Like you said, not uh, not bad enough to get in the top and maybe make some splash in the victor sweepstakes, but not good enough in a league where. 60s, two thirds of the league make the playoffs now with the play in. Bulls, the 11th seed in the East right now, two games back of the Wizards. Uh, but look, it's all about Philadelphia right now, TJ. Your two teams actually are playing. Uh, well, the sixth, well, well, the Clippers are. Clippers got off to a rough start to the back start. half of the year, but they had a huge win the other night. Sixers, though, oh my God. I am legit afraid that they're going to pass Boston for the two seed. And we're going to have to go on the road to Philadelphia, possibly in the second round. It's a good chance that it happened. You know, the Sixers are seven and three, their last 10. And, you know, the big game was stopping the Bucks winning streak, right? On uh, Saturday. Was that Friday or I Saturday? It Saturday? I think it was night, Saturday. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think I we talked the other day. I said Friday. That was a big game uh, for the Sixers. Down 15 at one point. 
for them to come back and, and beat the Bucks, who were just on such a roll. They were on a roll, man. They won, what, 16, 17 in a row? Uh, yeah, four, I think it was 14. 14 in a row? Okay, I, my numbers are off. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you have Harden one game scoring 38 points and looking like the James Harden that we were talking about yeah. two weeks ago. And then the very next game, he's like, okay, well, let me show what else I can do. Then he drops 20 dimes. It's like, man, I we're playing very well right now. And Embiid, you know, I'm going to continue to pound this table. You should. I know everyone is, is giving Joker the props because he's averaging a triple-double. But what Embiid does offensively, what he does defensively – I just can't believe this man isn't getting more respect, guys. I, I got to be honest. And I know I'm a fan, and maybe I'm looking at it from, like, that the rose-colored fan glasses, so I allow you guys to talk a little bit more about it. But the man's the most dominant player in the league. Uh, well, I mean, you know, Giannis is still in the league. I understand. But I don't know. Embiid just doesn't seem to be getting that love, guys, and I don't get it. Yeah, Joker, I mean, Joker is dominant. So what he does and what he – does for that team the whole offense runs through him he seems like he's like the point center adam mm -hmm. and like you know Embiid kind of relies on other people to get him the ball but when he does get the ball dude he is just an absolute force it's it's like kind of crazy that his mvp odds let's see joker is minus 400 right now to win mvp that is basically a lock with yeah. what what do we got 17 18 games mm -hmm. left in the regular season, something like that. Embiid plus 450, Giannis 8-1. And then it goes all the way up to Tatum 35-1, to Luka 50-1, to John Morant, those are done, 250-1, to Willard 250-1. to It's crazy. Well, a lot of people online are saying that they think, you know, Embiid should have won probably last year. Um, right. And that Jokic – shouldn't win three MVPs, but that this is actually his best year out of all the three years if he won MVP three straight years. So it's it's kind of weird because, you know, I remember back in the 90s, at least, with Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley and Carl Malone won MVPs simply because they would not want to give it to Michael Jordan so many years in a row. Right. Yeah. Think how many MVPs LeBron should have. Yeah. And so I don't know if, if they're going to do that anymore because – to me, right now, they have the, the Denver Nuggets have the best record in the league. Right. And Jokic is averaging a triple double. So it would be hard not to give him the this MVP. This is the year he deserves this is, it. Yeah, this is the year that he deserves it. But also, TJ, like you can make the argument that Embiid does, has deserved it in the last couple of years. So maybe you just give it to him this year. But the problem is, they're not the, the number one seed yet. And so that's. But we've talked about it on the show. I think we, I think I said the same thing two weeks ago when we did an episode. Like, if Philly does get the one seed, how is it not Embiid MVP? I think that's the key to him winning MVP is if they're the number one seed in the East. Without that, I don't think it happens. What What do you think, TJ? I, at this point, I'm just I. I said I'm going to pound the table. I'm going to keep up hope. But I feel like the decision's already been made. The script's already been out. Yeah. Like Joker is going to win the MVP again, and then you know I. I don't know. I hope they, to me, the best thing would be those two getting a chance to go heads up. And that mm -hmm. would only be in the finals. And then we get to see one against the other. Let's see who the better player is. But as of now, I just, I'm resigned to the fact that, you know, Joker's going to win MVP despite the fact of Embiid, you know, leading the league and scoring right now. Um, you know, I, it, it seems like it's already a done You've deal. You've probably so. paid closer attention to this and maybe we have, TJ, but 
when Philly has played Denver, how have those gone? Has Embiid dominated that matchup? Have they did they even play in the game against each other? Yeah, let me um give you the last stat, um, the last time they played because it was a I feel like it dominant. wasn't that long ago, and it was yeah. a nationally televised game. Yeah, it was yeah? national te- televised game. The Sixers won one twenty six to one nineteen. Yeah, here it is. I got it too. Yeah. Um, Embiid had forty seven points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many rebounds did he have? He had forty seven and eighteen, Oof. five assists, three steals, two blocks, whereas. Joker had, Joker had 24, 24, 8, and 9. 8 and 9. Yeah. Uh, no good. steals, Obviously two blocks, seven turnovers. Well, you know, he's running the. He's running the point. Then again, Embiid had six turnovers, too. But I mean, 47 to 24, that. What do you want me to tell you there? <laughs> and you won the game. Yeah. So. And was that their only time? Because usually, cross conference, they play twice. Yeah, they do play twice. I just knew that was the most recent. Right, that was the most recent um, one. It's I'm scrolling too. And we actually know they play. Had. They play coming up. Yeah. Okay. So they March, March 27th. Yeah, March 27th. On a, on a Monday. Yo, just go ahead and circle that one on that your calendar. That's gonna be a monster um, matchup. Because I guarantee you, Joel Embiid will not play the game before that, just to make sure. There's no way he's gonna miss that game. I don't that think. could actually legit be for MVP because that's. Let's see. There are only like eight games after after that. To finish the regular season, that's a, an important stretch for uh, Philly, not yeah. against Eastern Conference teams, but they're at Golden State, at Phoenix, at Denver, kind of the last West Coast trip of the year for Philadelphia before they finish with some monster uh, conference games, Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami. Yeah. And it's you an would have thought Brooklyn would have been on there, but now right, you know. Right, right. I feel like Embiid will take it way more personally just because he hasn't won before, whereas I think Jokic has won – Twice already, so yeah, no. he want. I think Embiid will want to prove a point that he is the MVP this year, no matter what people say. And by the way, that's going to be a, b- a good stretch for him because the game before that on Sunday the twenty fifth, the Sixers play the Suns. Right, that's going to be a big game against a, another formidable center. So he's going to have Embiid against Aiton, yeah. and then he's going to get a day off. And then on the Monday they get Denver, and then um, on the Wednesday there's Dallas. So that, you know that. Mid-March, those three games, those are really big games. Like yeah, you that, said, Chris, a that, big st- run stretch for the Sixers right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a huge stretch to kind of finish the year for Philadelphia, especially if they want to get to the one seed, which is not impossible. I mean, they're four back of they're four back of Milwaukee right now. They're one and a half back of Boston. Boston's lost three in a row. Just absolute <laughs> just gut-wrenching game. Adam, Chris is ready to, to just cut Grant Williams just right Grant now. Williams. Just cut him. Grant now Williams. I'm shocked. First off, when you... I thought you liked him, baby. What was this wrong? I do like him. He's had a really good year. Look, he really stepped up this year because Danilo Gallinari was supposed to be in that spot. Yeah, he hasn't. Of the guy off the bench, stand in the corner, hit threes, mm-hmm. give me some rebounds, play a little defense, and now Grant has really stepped up. He's had a really good season. He's probably made himself... A good amount of money this offseason coming up. But with a game like that, a division get you know, you know, a conference game against a team like Cleveland that's gotten her number a few times this year, and you're on the road and you get fouled with point nine seconds left, and you look at the other team's best player and you say, Yeah, I'm gonna make both. Well then you better make both. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's tied, you better at least make one. So we win the game. That's really important. <laughs> they weren't even close. Did you see the shots? 
They weren't even close. I mean, pressure. He front rim the first one. Pressure builds diamonds and also pressure busts pipes. It was so. awful. Cut on the spot. So would you have cut, let's say, Shaq back in the day if he missed two? Different type of player. <laughs> Not the, the same. And it's Grant Williams is still an important part of your squad. But though. you're a bench guy. If you're a role player and you say something stupid like that, you better come through. Listen, it's the regular season, Chris. If he does this in the playoffs, it's a different story. Yes, but it's a regular season here with like 20 games to go where we're kind of spiraling a little bit. And we need to stop the bleeding. And you do it with a t in a tough road environment like Cleveland. Like Cleveland's been a really good team this year. We've They've played us really tough. We haven't really figured out their number. And they seem to have ours. That's a chance to steal a game, especially when Tatum was out. Tatum didn't play because it was the second game of back-to-back. Jalen Brown had a nice night. No Al Horford. Yeah. Blake Griffin had to start. And so you got to go out there. You got to win that. Dude, I'm going to make both. You're, you're cut. <laughs> I respect the confidence, well, You know Mitchell though. was you know talking trash to him, so what was he supposed to say? Like, I don't think I got this in me. Of course You know what gonna... you do? You get up there, you make both, then you look at him and you wink and you go home. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He just like... Donovan Mitchell completely, like, Jedi mind trick the, the mailman don't deliver on Sunday. Hey, like, man, it happens. Like, Pippen to Carl Malone. It happens. Chris, yeah. I feel like you're losing faith in the Celtics right now. I kind of am. It's Why, been though? a really rough stretch, man. They just do dumb things. They play so dumb. After last year, they basically gave away the NBA Finals because they couldn't hold on to the basketball. And... You'd think they'd clean that up, knowing that was an issue. Clean it up this year. Play a little bit smarter. Nope. 22 turnovers against the Knicks in a game that you cannot lose. They're without Jalen Brunson. You're at home, and you just give that game away. They're yeah, still doing dumb crap, and it's so frustrating. And Tatum, for as great as he is, first-team All-NBA last year, he might be that again this year. Finish around the rim and stop settling for step-back threes. Mm -hmm. Like, I bet I want to curse so bad. Like, ah, oh, it's so frustrating because <laughs> this guy is so close to being on the precipice of making the MVP leap and being the best player on a team that wins a championship. And it's like, you want it so bad for this guy, and it's right there. Just take it. You are right about this, the sloppy play and the turnovers that will come to bite them. Oh, in the playoffs, it'll, it'll happen again. Against the Philadelphia, against any formidable team, you can't do that. Deep and, you're, the and you're giving away these games where you've had the last three games, so they've lost three in a row. They've had 15-plus point leads in all three games. Okay, Can't blow that, obviously. Six of the next seven. Thank you, Mike. Six of the next seven on the road. That's, that's yeah. tough What are you going to do in that stretch? So suddenly, maybe you drop three or four of those, and suddenly now you're three and seven in your last 10 and you've given away already gave away the one seed. You've been the one seed most of the season yeah. gave that away to Milwaukee. Now you're going to give away the two seed. Now, like what we talked about with four with Brian Windhorst on the big show, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. Okay. One of those teams is not making the conference finals. Just think about that. How yeah. good those teams are. Mm -hmm. Now it's looking like it's going to be you because you're going to have to go on the road to Philadelphia, even though Boston has kind of owned Philadelphia in the last few years in the playoffs. But still, not this year, not the way James Harden's playing, not the way Tyrese Maxey has really stepped up. Tobias Harris, 20 a night. I know he didn't play last night. but Well, he's like 16 a night. But. Man, come on. These are really important games. Can't be giving these away. It definitely feels like 
the Sixers are on their way up and, and the Celtics are, are kind of like yeah, middling and yeah. like could go down and really quickly after such a great regular season compared to last year where it was like the first three months were what is this team doing? And then they just took off at they the year like and a rocket. like just rocketed to the finals. Well, we this year it's going in the other direction. We talk about how they just lost to Cleveland. Do you guys think that the Cavs are a legit contender to win the East? Could could they do it this year? Because I've I'm watching that team and they're very good. They're very young. That's the problem. They're very very young. But you have Donovan Mitchell who is a superstar. superstar. He is superstar. a superstar. And then you have the number two guy in in Garland who's a legit all-star player, number two. So would you guys be shocked if the Cleveland Cavaliers won the East? Yes. Yes. 1,000%. Yeah. I would be... It's a good squad, but I would be shocked if good they Good squad, yeah. really tough. Evan, Evan Mobley's obviously awesome. I would actually, just watching them play the last few games, I am more afraid of the Knicks. No, really? Yeah. The Knicks the last couple months have been on fire. I mean, fire. look, they, I know they lost last night. At home to Charlotte, really bad loss. But their nine-game winning streak was really, really impressive. They've looked good. They have a great fan base. So, of course, on, on Twitter, you, you hear about it nonstop. Me, personally, I, I still believe that the Knicks are pretenders. Yeah, Brunson went to your high school. He did, Stevenson High School. And they've played without him, and they've played pretty well without yeah. him, which is a good sign. But he's obviously the key to their offense. The Knicks have a good squad. Julius Randle, all-star. Quickly's looked really good. Quickly's game kind of reminds me of, of Maxi a little bit. I was thinking the same thing about that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's like a, a guy that you could but bring off the bench and score. He's not the favorite to be sixth man of the year. Malcolm Brogdon was kind of the favorite all year, but he's been banged up the last couple of weeks, and Quickly has really come on, especially during that win streak. Had, what, 38 against Boston, kind of keyed that win. And then, of course, you have R.J. Barrett. Right, they, that's they've four, they've got a good team, a but four, I just don't. Got a squad, man. I just squad, don't think man. they're good enough, though. They don't have like J Jalen Brunson is their best player, right? And he's a he's an all star, borderline all star level talent, but they don't have. And then obviously, well, maybe Randall's better. It's it it depends on who you uh, who you listen to. But either way, there's not that one superstar. Whereas the Bucks have Giannis, the Sixers have Embiid and and Harden to a degree. And then, of course, the Celtics have Tatum. And the Knicks don't really have that type of player. No, of course. Their twosome of Brunson and, and Randall are, you know, are behind Giannis and Middleton and Harden and Embiid and, Jay, and Brown and, and Tatum. But, I mean, if we're just talking about among the teams, Cleveland, New York, Miami, who could make a run here? I mean, the Knicks got three guys to get you 20 yeah, exactly. a night right there. So, I, I, I think the Knicks are, would be more likely to kind of Score an upset. I mean, right now, if the playoffs started, it's Cleveland and New York in the first round, and I, I think I would bet, I would bet Knicks there to Ooh, come out of that. I think I'd go good, Cleveland. That'd be a good series. That would man. be fun. <laughs> That's gonna be a good one. You have Donovan Mitchell. He's from New York, going back there to play the Knicks in the playoffs. His first season in the Eastern Conference. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a nice story. Isn't it crazy? Like Mitchell had seventy-one in a game, and we almost forgot about it. We don't really. Well, talk Well, you want to know why? It was the same night as the Demar Hamlin stuff. Yeah, that's true. Which is, you know, that kind of obviously took over. the whole sports yeah. world kind of took a back seat. To but what 71 with points in a game, think about that. <laughs> we had two guys score over yeah. 70. <laughs> you know, then you get Dame doing it too. So we talked about that a little bit more, but you're right. Unfortunately for, you know, Donovan, his his game got lost yeah. in, in, in that tragic situation that happened in Buffalo. But you got to give the guys props, man. 71 points is no small feat. He's been awesome. And him going there, I, w I didn't know how that was going to be. And yeah. 
Cleveland, was, it's just, just been kind of an afterthought since LeBron left the last few seasons, and you're just not wondering what's going on there. But Evan Mobley has come in. He's developed really, really mm-hmm. good big man in this league, just a walking double-double. Garland is awesome. They had Colin Sexton, got rid of him, bring in Donovan Mitchell. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the Cavs low-key. That's on squad. Low-key good squad. Can they make a run, though? No, probably not. I mean, one of the big three, I think, is coming out of the East. I I, I would say almost 90% sure that it's going to be either Milwaukee, Boston, or Philly. But right now, at this point, uh, Philly trending up, Milwaukee trending up, Boston kind of trending in the wrong direction. So with this huge road you know, stretch coming up, curious to see how my team responds and if they can kind of right the ship a little bit. I'm definitely in panic mode, so <laughs> that's not helping. Uh, the West, I mean, look, Denver's been running away with everything. Seven and a half game lead, so they're locked into the one seed, you know, barring an absolute disaster. From there, though, guys, I mean, Sacramento, God, give them so much credit. Came out of nowhere. Everyone thought, uh, 30 game, 40 game, maybe they'll fall. Nope, they haven't faltered. 38 and 26, highest scoring team in the league. So, so impressive. Memphis with the jaw stuff is now trending in the wrong direction. So here comes Phoenix. Dallas looks like they're starting to figure it out. Golden State, that's your top six. And then from there, I mean, from five all the way to the Thunder. And Portland, the first two teams out of the play-in, two and a half games separate five from 12. Three and games separates five from 13 in the West. <laughs> it is going to be the craziest finish. Yeah, every game how do you, matters. How do you see this kind of shaken out? I've never seen anything like this before. It's, it's been Ever. It's been and All the time I've watched the NBA, this is unbelievable. It's crazy. You've got the Lakers, who people thought would fall apart. When LeBron left, all of a sudden they're looking pretty nice now as Anthony Davis took over the game last night. I don't know if you guys watched it, but no. he he's was, getting MVP chance. He he's was been awesome. awesome. He's been week. awesome. They're six yeah. and two their last eight. This yeah. is a night this is a nightmare mm-hmm. for me personally. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were I thought we were reading the last rights. I thought we were putting them to bed and no. And I thought as soon as the Clippers made those those trades that they'd start winning a bunch of games. It went the opposite direction. They started the way, losing every single game. If the season game. starts right now, we have Clippers-Lakers play-in, TJ. Wow. I know. I was just looking at Clippers-Lakers <laughs> play-in. Let's go. One game for it all. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be amazing. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, and I, I don't have this number in front of me right now. I'll have to look it up. But the Clippers have won like eight in a row or something. Yeah, it, you guys are on a, a good it's run against some them, ridiculous yeah. stretch that we are. I'm going to get the exact uh, stat here but but adam to, to your point i mean just the, the log jam in the west is just so amazing utah is sitting at 13 but they're a half game back of portland oklahoma city and the pelicans the pelicans currently at 10 they have the tiebreaker over oklahoma city and portland they're a half game back new orleans of the lakers who is nine right now a game and a half behind the clippers who are tied with the timberwolves t wolves have the tiebreak that's your play-in. Golden State is just like the weirdest team in the league this year. I can't understand them. 27-7 at home, 7-25 and on the road. Wow. Steph is back, and they lose to the Lakers on Sunday. Like, uh, Kyrie and Luka are now scoring like crazy, and they're starting to win games. Could they be a threat? I don't know. The cool thing about the play-in games this year is you will be guaranteed in the West to see superstars. Like legit yeah, superstars legit playing superstar. against each other. And that's going to be fun. That's why 
probably the league wanted to implement the the uh, the playing games yeah. for this type of situation when you get to see superstar level talents play against each other and winner take all. And the Clippers are ten and zero against the Lakers in their last ten against them. So just throwing. That By out. the way, that Clipper game against Memphis was so important. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw that game. I was but, there. Oh yeah, yeah. You said that. Oh no, uh, I went to Minnesota. I'm sorry, not Memphis. Okay, but anyway, yeah, the Memphis game, because the Clippers let up over 50 points in the third quarter yeah, to Memphis. In the third they were down by like 15, I think, to start that. <laughs> yeah. And they'd lost five in a row. I said they have to win this game. If they don't win this game, it's over. And they figured it out. And I think that the Clippers will be able to to, uh, to build from that game and hopefully gain some confidence. They have a, the, another game tonight against the Raptors, which they should win. Uh, but this is going down to the wire. So this is this is so much fun now. Yeah. And it's like every game's important. You're not going to see guys sitting out. No. Like you're going to see guys really pushing it because especially in the West, the seeding matters. Seeding matters. Absolutely. Right? Like right now you'd have Memphis play Golden State. Sacramento plays whoever comes out of the out of the play in. Like what if what if Zion suddenly comes back and the Pelicans knock out the Timberwolves, and then take out Sacramento in the first round. I wouldn't be shocked. Absolutely possible. For sure. This this could happen. And like you said, Adam, super-duper stars in the play-in tournament. Ant, Carl Anthony Towns, Kawhi, Paul George, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Zion, and B.I. right now in the play-in. What? I mean, come on. What? That's crazy. And that's just right now. That's this just time, right now. This time in two weeks from now, let's check back in. This whole uh, 7 through 13 is going to be completely different, I bet, in, in two weeks from now. Suddenly so. you could get Steph and Clay and Draymond in the play-in. In the play-in. Like, you could have Luka and Kyrie in the play-in. You could have, you could have Damian Lillard. Lillard. Like, could be anything. Let's just see how many road games Golden State has coming up because, exactly, as we know, they stink on the road. <laughs> So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They got like eight road games left, which they're probably going to lose just because that's what they do on the road. I mean, at least one and seven, two and six, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, so it, it's, this is coming down to the wire, fellas. Yeah, it's this coming down to the wire. It's going to be so, so exciting. So I threw out an overreaction Monday uh, on the big show this week. I said Phoenix to the NBA Finals in 16 games or less. Crazy? That's and you're not talking the 16 games it takes to win a title. You meant no, I mean, the 16 games it, as right. a so, team. So three, so three playoff series, that's going 12-4 and four at, the, at the most. 12-4 and four at the most. Losing two playoff games, losing four playoff games in three rounds at most. I think Phoenix is about to be a juggernaut, and they might win the NBA title. I agree. I don't, I don't think that's an overreaction. I can completely see that happening. I watched that Phoenix-Dallas game the other day. And they looked good. Booker, they, Booker like, and Durant looked very, it's very It's like they've been playing together. together for years. Mm-hmm. And I also love that game because I like the, the beef between Luka and Devin Booker. That's yeah. fun. And I really hope that happens in the playoffs, by the way. I really hope somehow the Mavericks well, play Luka the Suns. stole their soul last year. Yeah, so it would only be fitting if the Suns got revenge with KD on their team this year. But I don't think that's an overreaction. Right now, the Suns are the team in the West. Even even over Denver right now, they just have the most talent. With with KD, yeah. you have a number one superstar guy who's won it all. And as much as I like Jokic, I still would rather have KD on my team in the playoffs if he's healthy. Also, yeah, I was just thinking that. Do they have the most talent and guys you trust? Yeah, because you know Denver lost the first round last year. They think they made the conference finals the year before, but. They've had guys injured. They're coming back. Michael Porter Jr., you know, how healthy is he really? Jamal Murray has really played well. 
I know because TJ has him in fantasy. <laughs> like indeed. been playing really well recently. But when you just look at Devin Booker has scored 78 a game in the NBA. Kevin Durant is a top 10 player all time. Chris Paul is maybe the greatest point guard of all time. Man, that's so much. I know mean, they gave up a lot. They really don't have a deep bench anymore. They gave up no. you know, all of their good role players and guys who can go off. Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. They're all in Brooklyn now. And that's one thing you got to – first of all, I take umbrage with two of the things you said there, but we'll get back to that. That's the other thing you got to think about. about like Chris he, Paul being the best point guard You ever. had this chemistry, <laughs> and that's my old thing. Now, we know that they can score, but defensively, like how's right. – you know, there's a lot right. that's going to go on. When, 100%. Like, you know, when you know each other and you know, okay, I mm-hmm. know that this guy, he has a problem sliding over to this side, so I'm going to – you know, I'm going to accommodate him. I'm going to, you know, there's just a lot that goes on defensively. Are they going to have the time to kind of mesh? Because you know they can score. That's going to be easy. But if it were just scoring points, you know, basketball would be a completely different game. you got to go and stop the other team. got to stop the other team. Don't know if Phoenix can do that. But real quick. But can the, they outscore teams? Sure. Yeah, sure. You said Durant top 10 of all time. I don't know about that. And Chris Paul, all-time greatest point guard, definitely not the case. I said maybe. Yeah, but I don't even think it was a maybe. Is he second? Okay, he's second. No, I think most but people say he's first say ballot Hall of Fame regardless. Second. Magic Johnson's the greatest point guard to ever play basketball. A lot of people are trying to push Steph narrative. I'll give Steph number two. I can't even say Chris Paul's better than Isaiah Thomas, though. But that's a, maybe that's a discussion for another day. We More accomplished, statistically, not the rings, obviously. That is a good conversation. Yeah. That's a good off-season topic. Yeah. But, uh, am I crazy? So I think... We gave our predictions a while ago. I said Phoenix, Boston. Uh, I don't feel so great about Boston, but I feel really good about <laughs> Phoenix. You guys want to change your picks? I still like my. Pick. I like revisiting this every couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I said this. I said Phoenix and Milwaukee, and and that's I mean, what I still believe. I think, yeah, I think that's. Good. I can't remember what my pick was. I'm sure it was. I don't even remember. I don't remember who I picked. But what do you have now? Denver, I make a pick I mean, now. Are you going to go Denver and Philly? Why not? No, I, mean, I just I don't know if I believe in Denver, man. You know what's and crazy? Nobody really believes in Denver and watch them just steamroll everyone. To the that, look, it's very possible because yeah. they're very fundamental, you know? Yeah. And, and, that, and that's kind of, I don't want to put them on this level, but kind of like, you remember watching the Spurs when that machine was clicking? Yep. And it was just like every pass, like they made the right play every play every time down the court and it kind of seems like the the nuggets are have a little bit of that in them um but you got to see man when the playoffs come if they got that dog in them different beast you, you, man. you know it's a different beast if i had to pick right now uh maybe i'd go F- phoenix milwaukee Seems like they're the two best teams right now. But I I just don't, not sure. This is going to come down to the wire, guys. I'm here for it. It's going to be fun. Are we just disrespecting Joker? He's so good. I think to a point. He's so good. He's so good. His game, you know, back in the day, right? I remember a friend of mine, he was younger. He was telling me how he didn't like Tim Duncan. Right. Yeah. This is early two, and I'm like, well, How, why? Because well, boring. He just doesn't dunk, and he's boring. And I had to yeah. explain to him though. Do you understand how good he is at everything basketball wise? Just because yeah. he's not making Sports Center highlights, that doesn't mean he's not the best player out there. So I think you have to say the same thing with Joker. Look, he's never going to go coast to coast as a speed demon, you know. But his game is very efficient. And very fundamentally sound. And this team, you're right, Brockman. I think maybe we might be sleeping on them. It's really and possible. if the Denver Nuggets, if I went to sleep today and then didn't wake up until game one of the NBA finals, and I said, hey, what's the finals? And you said the Nuggets, I don't think I'd go, what? 
No way. You know, We'd be I, like, yeah, that makes sense. They've been one of the top three top teams the whole year. year. Yeah. So, and people talk about how how Jokic isn't necessarily exciting to watch. To me, he's one of my favorite people in the league to watch because his passing is. Yeah. He's one of the best passers. Now, to me, he's the best big man passer of all time. And he's one of the greatest passers of any position in NBA history. He's special to watch. And if you really love the game and you love watching the nuances of the game, then you watch Jokic and you admire what he does it's, every single game. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly what I was saying about the Tim Duncan thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not fair. flashy. Yeah, it's not highlight. Fair, but everything is just right. They do everything right. Every decision. Yep. You know, um, yeah, it. it, it God, I'm looking forward to this, man. This is when the season's starting to it's heat great. up. That's when you know you got to say it with your chest, and you got to first of all, you got to be available. Took take all your time, yeah. and that's why I kept saying to Rich when he would complain about Kawhi missing back to backs. I'm like, I don't care about a healthy Kawhi in October. I need a healthy Kawhi in April, May, June. And, you know, now it's like now these guys are going to maybe stop with this load management. They're going to stop taking games off and they're going to go out there and, and try to ball. And, and the thing is, you look at Kawhi's game logs for the last basically since the new year started. Since it's like, unbelievable. Mid, Mid-January, it's unbelievable. Like 30 every night. And so, Adam, you weren't part of this conversation because Chris and I were having this. But after the game against the what was it, the Timberwolves game? Or what game? The Kings, I'm sorry. The 100, the yeah, 250, when he had 44, the 230 game. 44, I said to Brockman, and, and he kind of laughed at me. I said, Kawhi Leonard is a top 10 player in he this league. top five. In top five. And you said he's not top five in the West. And my point right. being, if you look at everything that you say, this is what it takes to be a good basketball player, the skill set. I don't know how, if you watch Kawhi Leonard, and watch this man on the basketball court. I don't know how you can say any. there are six guys who are more talented at the game of basketball today than him. I just don't see it. I, this guy's skill set is unbelievable. Everything he can do on the basketball court. It, it, you're going to have a hard time telling me that there's five guys that you would take over him I, if I you remember, wanted to win a title. I remember you guys talking about that, and then I made up the point, maybe we adjust the argument, which – players would you want to have on your team going into the playoffs and I agree with you in terms of if it's that argument mm-hmm. that there's not five other better players that I'd rather five. have than Kawhi Leonard going into the playoffs as long as he's healthy as long as healthy, for you think sure scoring defense like that was my argument when you and I had talked about Kawhi and Luka I was like the thing about Luka is he's never going to be as good on D as Kawhi because there's very few people in the world that play defense like Kawhi Leonard so when you take his whole bag that whole skill set he's super duper elite I'm writing down two top fives that we're gonna do right before the playoffs start okay top five guys you want heading into the playoffs and then top five this is a great like first take and I love these TJ you hate them (laughs) top five guys under the most pressure for the big show now we're gonna do this on this show okay Right before the playoffs. So okay. our pl- kind of a playoff preview. All right. These are two of the top fives. We, we can do, by the way, we could do a whole playoff preview show that's just top fives if you guys want. <laughs> True. But we're sure. doing these two at the very least. I'm writing them down right now. Right, anybody who's listening, awesome. what do you guys want us to talk about before the playoffs? Give yeah. us some suggestions in the comments. Yeah, also, what do you guys comments. think about this? You know, uh, a quote came out from Paul George where he essentially said he had to really take a look at himself and understand and realize that he wasn't good enough 
to be, be the number one, number one, number one on the call yeah. sheet. I saw that as a championship team, and of course, you know, people are going to say this, that, and the third about it. For me, I thought it was very commendable and respectable for him to come out and say, "Like, look, man, I realize that I'm this good, but I'm not good enough to do this alone. I'm not good enough to be the one." How did you guys feel about that comment? I respect that, man. I got to say, I, I respect that. Sometimes you got to take a long, a good, hard look in the mirror and assess your career and where you're at and the moment and what's capable and acceptable and possible in front of you. And he did and, and said, look, I need to be a 1B or even a 2 for my team to win a title. And... You, you got to applaud that. Got to applaud the and honesty. Paul George is again when we Paul talk. Paul George Kawhi, is awesome. I don't think there's twenty. Better, I don't think there's twenty better players in the NBA than you can Paul make George. a real good case. He's top twenty, top twenty-five Absolutely. in the league, and and really, you know, really, really good player, top level player. For Twenty-four, a long time. six, and six a night. Man, you know? I, and, I, and by the way, that's coming back from that, from that horrible broken leg that he suffered. So you got to imagine where would yeah. this guy's game be yeah. had. That basketball, had that stanchion been five feet further back yep. when he ran into it and snapped his leg in half? Like, I like we're how talking guys, about a different Paul George. I like, I like how your guys' sentiments. I completely agree that the fact that the NBA, the top players in the NBA, have mass, they all have massive egos because you have to have a massive have ego to get to, to become, that point. Exactly. Yeah. And so for him to be able to still have the ego but still step back and say, well, if I actually really want to win a championship, which clearly he does for him to admit that, mm -hmm. if I want to win a championship, I'm going to be brutally honest and say to myself, I can't win it as the number one guy. That's yep. totally respectable. And I respect him even more than somebody who would, who would say, like, oh, no, I'm the number one guy when they're clearly right. you know, not. Yeah. So respect to Paul George for being honest and still being an awesome Hall of Fame player. No doubt. Yeah, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Like I said, there's like – there's like what? What do we got? A month left of the regular season, and then uh, the two and a half month wild ride. That's the NBA playoffs. Buckle up, people! It's going to be great. All right, that's this week's show. We might be back next week. We might not. We might be back in two <laughs> weeks, most likely. More top fives. More checking out where everything stands in the NBA. We love you guys. Thanks for watching. No Thanks doubt. for listening and tuning in. Again, comments. Leave some comments. What you want to hear us talk about as we get ready for the NBA playoffs. Adam, TJ, love you guys. We'll see you next week. All right, guys. Take Peace. care. Peace.